shucky ducky is the man from the Oh, shucky ducky. Was a way for me to say, I am thrilled to be here. Why not just say that? Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because you know we are going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. Because we want you to be better informed to help make this a better America. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Welcome. I'm great. And now there are 21 John Kasich of Ohio. Not 21, but 16. Actually, there are 500. (laughs) 16 Republicans, Jamie. No, 16 big-name Republicans. I looked today. I think there's actually 133 people that have filed to run for president overall who are, uh, say, they're Republicans. Really? Yeah, and the total number that have filed the forms with the FEC even without uh, John Kasich's name on the list yet, was at exactly 500 this morning. So that's how many people are running, but we're focused mainly on the big five in the Democratic side and the big 16 for the Republicans. Well, I did not know that there were, I mean, 500 to fill out the paperwork. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Exactly. So, you know, anybody can do that. It's yeah. It's a free, free country. country. You're absolutely yeah. right, buddy. Yeah. You know, you can, you can send in your money and, and file those forms, et cetera, and, and, and be an official candidate for president. Uh, but obviously, the 16 big names on the Republican side now joined yesterday by Governor John Kasich of Ohio. I'll tell you what I was struck by most yesterday, Herman. Yeah. I was struck by, um, I mean, I, I think on paper, he is a very strong candidate. You would, would look at it and say, somebody who's been elected easily two terms as governor in the Buckeye State, uh, you know, has been uh, a lawmaker here in D.C., has been around, but he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And the the vitriol that came yesterday from sort of the Eric Erickson wing of the conservatives of the Republican Party on TV, on radio, on social media, I thought was really notable. And there's a lot of anger at Governor Kasich over how he dealt with the Medicaid expansion from the Obama health law. And when the state legislature wouldn't push it through, he found a way to get it done anyway. And, you know, as you look at where his pathway to the nomination is really going to be focused on New Hampshire, sort of like Jeb Bush in a sense. Uh, John Kasich is not going to win in Iowa, most likely. But he's, uh, I'll have to say from the reporter point of view, uh, his, his uh, people have been very easy to deal with. They're getting their message out fairly well, it seems. Their, their outside group bought a lot of ad time in New Hampshire already. So he's been aggressively sort of getting into this race, even though he hadn't really been in it, in, in it officially until yesterday. But we'll see. He's got a lot of people to fight through, including, of course, Donald Trump. Well, uh, you're right. And so you're saying that he already has a group in New Hampshire and they're already running ads up in New Hampshire? Yeah, they, they were running ads already. In fact, they started a new series of ads yesterday as yeah. he came out as well. You know, I'm sure they hope that maybe they could get a bump and get him onto the debate stage. But right now, I mean, if you can believe it, the governor, the governor of Ohio will not be on the debate stage for the first Republican debate that will be in Ohio now, on uh, August 6th. Th- now, do you think that's because he didn't get in early enough or because he just doesn't have the traction might be both yeah you know i mean let's face it there's only so many people that right. can have that traction i mean let's get down to business you can't uh... you know uh, donald trump's a different kind of animal because people know who he is already yeah it's not like if he was just a, a nobody uh, then i think it would be different 
but it's you know it's it's not a nobody situation you you do have people with big names that are in front of you there that have run before that are better known uh, i mean uh, for example there was an iowa poll that came out uh, yesterday in which uh, scott walker was the clear uh, the clear favorite in iowa donald trump was number 2 and then uh, uh, and and then you get back to sort of everybody else and you go way down the list there near the bottom and with 2% was John Kasich. So, yeah, he doesn't have an awful lot of way forward that he's got to get in order to get up not only on the debate stage but really get in the conversation. The most recent poll aside, why do you think Kasich couldn't win in Iowa? Well, I think he's not seen, um, even though his his early TV stuff, refer, it's funny, they put up the font on the TV screen, it says, John Kasich, conservative governor. I mean, I think he is conservative, but I don't think he's conservative enough in many ways. And his support for just that piece of the Obama health law, I think, really causes some problems for him. But I also think there's a lot of other people. I mean, this is a very strong race. Again, to me, on paper, he is a very strong candidate. Yeah, but, well, he There's is. a number of other very strong yes. candidates as well. And You know, the guy that I still think has so much room to grow, I look at all these polling numbers and see so many people have not even formed an opinion of him, and yet he's way up there, and that is Scott Walker of Wisconsin. Right. Uh, this latest poll in Iowa, Walker was at 22%. Uh, the only other person in double figures was Donald Trump, and I think that's mainly his little boomlet of late. And, you know, it, it may well be that, in a sense, you just sort of wonder as we game this out, will we just sort of look at this and say, well, it's going to be Walker that's going to win in Iowa, and everybody now is going to have to start figuring out, you know, what does it mean to finish second in Iowa or third or fourth like that? Do you do you have new life by doing that? Do, do you have to win in New Hampshire? Do you just have to finish first or second or third? You know, there'll be so many people with such a big field coming up with all different kind of ways for everybody to stay in the race uh, that uh, it could lead to a fractured kind of race. But right now, uh, Scott Walker, I think, uh, Jeb Bush, and Donald Trump, obviously the strongest ones in the field. How long does Trump last? Can he keep this going? That's the unknown. For a lot of people, why are Iowa and New Hampshire so important in a presidential race other than they go early? I think it mainly is that they go early and they create so much momentum. Momentum, yeah. You know, if you, if you cannot finish up in the pack in Iowa and New Hampshire, you just, you're starved for money. Now, this year could be different because of the growth of the outside groups. Let's just say that, you know, let's say, Herman, you ran this time and you, you finished seventh in the middle of the pack, you know, in Iowa. And you finish seventh in New Hampshire. Everybody's saying, okay, Herman, it's time to, you know, roll up, uh, you know, get out of the race. You're, you're done for. But you look at everybody and go, yeah, sorry, but I got this group over here. They raised $25 million bucks for me, yeah. and I'm going to be able to get on the air in South Carolina and in Florida. So you know, don't tell me i got to get out of the race. And I think with a number of these uh, people, there is that possibility that you could see people stay on a little longer, uh, running a slightly low-budget uh, kind of election effort, but still having enough money from the outside groups who wouldn't be coordinating officially with you, but, you know, it'd be that wink and a nod, and they'd be able to get you up on the air. And that could make a difference to keep some people around. I mean, like, I look at a Rand Paul. His dad was very, uh, very much like that. He ran a low-budget effort. He would still keep right. going and going. I wouldn't look for Rand Paul to get out, even if he has trouble in the early states. But I do think that Iowa and New Hampshire will winnow the field. Whether you like it or not, that's the system we got. The first four, Iowa February 1st, New Hampshire February 9th, 
Then you have uh, South Carolina on the 20th and Nevada on the 23rd. Right. After we get to that, then we have the big group of states on the 1st of March, and then we go from there. The 1st of March being uh, the southeast? The uh, March, yeah, exactly. That, that, exactly. That, that big southeast group that we talked about. No, you're absolutely right. Yes, that's the one. Now, is Rick Perry really going to D.C. to give a speech that rips on Trump? Or is he going to give a speech on something else? Well, no. I mean, he's trying to sell it as uh, that he's definitely uh, giving a speech that uh, goes after Trump, uh, saying that he is a cancer uh, when it comes to the conservative movement and the Republican side of the, of the ball. You know, uh, Perry's been very upfront in his uh, in his attacks on Trump, and Trump has been very upfront in his. I mean, yesterday he went after Perry in that speech in South Carolina, where Trump also publicly gave out the phone number of uh, the cell phone number of uh, Senator Lindsey Graham. And has it worked for Perry? You know, he's bumped up a little in the national polls in the last few weeks, albeit only from 1% to 4%, but he might get himself on that debate stage. And, you know, I think if there's one person who can honestly look at Donald Trump on the issue of immigration and say, yes, yeah, sorry, don't give me that, it is Rick Perry. I mean, he was hailed in 2012 as the guy who was fighting against the Obama administration when it came to immigration. And... and you know, uh, and certainly he has the argument that he can that he took a number of efforts to try to do something when the federal government did not. So, yeah, you're going to have. Uh, I don't think Donald Trump's going away anytime soon. He's going to. In fact, Trump is going to be at the border tomorrow yep. in yep. Texas. I heard that. So, um, you know, um, let let's just say that he's going to dominate the primary race again tomorrow with his visit down there to <laughs> Texas. There's just no other way you can say that. I mean, and and and, and when you think about it. Think about how the situation is now for the others in the race. Oh, yeah. You're struggling to get attention, yeah. and yet Trump can give a speech in South Carolina yesterday. I mean, he even knocked Governor Kasich off the air live. The network switched <laughs> away from Columbus, where Kasich, really? yeah, where Kasich was speaking, at Ohio State, and switched to Trump all across the board. Fox, uh, uh, um, uh, CNN, and MSNBC all went to Trump for, uh, for a while. And so if you're able to do that, you're able to get attention on your just average kind of stuff that nobody else is able to. Nobody else is showing Jeb or Christy or Scott Walker live at some event, but Trump? He, he gets his uh, he gets live on all the networks and he'll get live on all the networks again tomorrow. I would guarantee. You. He'll probably have a big media contingent following him down to that Texas border, Texas Mexico border thing. And he indicated in an interview that actually some of the border agents were inviting him down because they wanted to basically applaud what he was saying about what was going on. So that's there again is going to be one of the lead stories tomorrow. Oh, a Trump at the border tomorrow? Are you yeah. kidding me? That is going to be huge. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely huge. And Shane, uh, be, Shane to me and I used to wonder were well, we going to have something to talk about every day doing our presidential race analysis. <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt about that. And actually now, Herman, you know, the, the first debate is two weeks from tomorrow. Yeah. And so I think the countdown will really be on over the next couple of weeks to Ooh. that, and there'll be a lot of debate as to what if Trump, you know, I mean, seriously, Herman, as a guy who's been there on the debate stage, what would you do if you're standing up there and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to take my chance to talk about what I want to do, you know, I'll throw out yeah. a little 999 or whatever, and then all of a sudden the guy next to you, the really big guy next to you, goes after you in yeah. a very personal way. What do you do then? Yeah. I mean, I think everybody on that stage has got to be ready with a zinger for Trump. Oh, and, yeah. And a couple one-liners just in case you need it. Well, now, Shane, now Shane uh, Jamie, you're absolutely right. But here is what, here's where Trump has an advantage that they don't. 
you're right. Their staffs are going to try to come up with a one-line zinger to shoot at Trump at the appropriate time. If they need it. If they need it. They did the same thing with me when I was leading the polls and 999 was front and center. And they came up with some of the hokiest attempts to try and attack my 999 plan because it was manufactured. And the thing about Trump is he's not manufactured. Manufactured. He's just Trump. Yeah, and and he's just going to lash out. And the thing is, you know, what if he comes at you like he did? I mean, he was talking about Lindsey Graham yesterday, called him a stiff and 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 a lightweight i mean what if he does that to your face in a debate i mean that's a little different than just doing it sort of long distance will trump have the the guts to do that i, I would think so he might or will he tone himself uh, uh, there's so many variables here that you just don't know since trump is not he is a seasoned pr guy but he's not a seasoned debate and political person well we know who wins in this and that's fox if you thought that first debate <laughs> if you thought that first debate was attracting a lot of attention before Trump stirred things up, man, their ratings are gonna go through the roof. Yeah, that's why I'm glad I made my plane reservations <laughs> to be there, let me tell you. I'll see you tomorrow, Herman. Thanks, Jamie. You're listening to the Herman Kane show. He has run a presidential campaign. He'll give you the best insight on campaign twenty sixteen. Herman Kane, every day. Coming up, rapid fire. At 877-310-2100 on the Herman Cain Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.